So we are calling to order the Climate Action Commission meeting of uh, July 12th, 2021. Uh, roll call. Bradley. Fraser here. Gina Chris. Hill. Here. Holbrook. Hutchison. Here. Krieger. Here. Luckband. Soglin. Here. Tate. Grimm. Here. Very good. Um, approval of minutes from the uh, last meeting, which was the 7th of June, uh, was in our packet. If you had a chance to look at the minutes, do we have a motion to accept the minutes? I move to accept the minutes. Okay, first by Matt Krieger, and a second? Second, Grim. Second, Grim. Discussion? None, all in favor? Aye. 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 Opposed? Aye. Minutes are accepted. Do we have any public comment today? And let me uh, let me uh, state that uh, you're welcome to talk for no more than three minutes. We unfortunately are uh, unable to engage any discussion with you, but we will certainly take notes of uh, of your of your comments. And your name and where are you from? My name is Nancy Porter. I'm from Iowa City, and I've been attending these meetings by Zoom for uh, almost a year now and was sort of excited to know you were in person today, but uh, you've got some good gatekeepers. They weren't just anxious to let me in. Um, I am here not only because I'm interested in climate, but I serve on the Iowa League of Women Vo Voters Board and Johnson County League of Women Voters Board. I'm a member of the National Education Association. I just finished two weeks with the our educators on Zoom meetings that it was a national meeting and we had representation, actually over 5,000 delegates. I also uh, work with the uh, United Nations Association and serve on that board. And really? I, You're on the Iowa National? <laughs> <laughs> really and truly. Very not. good. So I thought it was time I spoke up and I, I do want to tell you how I appreciate having this uh, commission in an operative uh, mode. And Sarah, who is so good at communicating and letting us know what's going on. And my more recent, uh, just a question, you know, knowing how we're actually going to reach out with the transit uh, through to Coralville, just kind of wondering if there's been any implication uh, on climate, fuel, uh, if this is going to save money, if this is going, I know it's going to help people. Um, 
but some people will be in distress because the buses don't run as often. So anyway, uh, just wondering how close you're working with other commissions to make sure that what we do in Iowa City can make a difference. I also serve on the Mississippi River Network, uh, which is a, a group of 31 states surrounding the Mississippi River. And we really have a problem with the Mississippi River. And a lot of it, 55% of it, is because of Iowa and the agricultural runoff. So just want you to know I'm here. Thank you. And we uh, thank you for your presence. We thank you for your interest. And even though uh, we can make no comment, I can assure you there are a lot of synergies and a lot of communications among the groups that you mentioned. And if you go online, uh, you've looked at the Climate Action Plan, I suspect, uh, you'll see that there, there are a lot of links. So uh, appreciate very much your being here. Thank you. Staff announcements, Rachel. Okay, first action items from last meeting. Um, staff said they would send the job posting for the climate analyst position to communication members and that was done after the meeting. Um, staff will also coordinate with Becky Soglin and Johnson County Sustainability Working Group to update um, on our code discussions with the um, Home Builders Association, and we haven't met since that meeting, so nothing to update there. Um, July 5th commission meeting, here we are on July 12th, so that's been done. Um, we sent out uh, in the agenda packet and after the last meeting um, the information and kind of staff responses to the energy efficiency rebate program questions, so hopefully you've had an opportunity to see those. Um, and then Stratus mentioned he would explore um, any kind of partnership with the university on a research project related to um, community buildings and preservation and, and planning. Um, and I'm, I'm not sure if, if he had any updates to share. So that's staff announcements. I'll move on to climate action and outreach updates. So this is a longer update than usual. It's three months rather than uh, just your typical two. So I'll just kind of hit on some of the highlights. Um, the one I'll start with is the marketing RFP. So Cause Impact is the consultant group that we're working with. You might have heard of them before as Balanced Approach, but um, they go by Cause Impact. They're near, nearing the completion of phase one, which is that public input um, phase meeting with stakeholder groups, um, issuing the survey and all of that. They are hoping that they can present um, on their barrier and benefits survey results at the Climate Action Commission at either the August or September meeting. So I don't know if we have a preference on that. It will take the full hour. Uh, partly due to my ineptness of not realizing we had two people on the phone and we had a quorum. We're running a little late. Can you? Uh I, I don't want to ask you to do this unless you're comfortable doing it. Can you uh, cut that down to the high points? My my update right now. Yeah. Yeah. Well, sure. Yeah. Well, the, the the hour you mentioned. Oh, for a for a future meeting. Yeah. Yeah, we can we can request that it it takes shorter amount of time. Um, it'll be at an upcoming meeting. Um. 
Yeah, we can discuss that more in the future. Okay, we can follow up with it after. Okay, um, next I want to hit on is the TIF-funded Climate Action Incentive Program. Um, I'm assuming you've you heard about this or you're familiar with it. Okay, so we've had 13 applications received and seven projects that have been approved so far. Um, I'll run through these just very quickly and just kind of give a really brief description of what those are. Um, so Adamantine Spine and Moving um, has a project approved for a rooftop solar array that will produce 100% of their current energy needs. Earl May had a project approved for a rooftop solar array um, that will um, supply additional energy. Um, they're estimating 96.8%. Um, that's that the TIF program is for industrial users and this is a, a commercial user. So we're using climate action funds for this particular project. Um, Iowa City Storage has an, a project approved for an interior lighting to LED. Um, to upgrade their interior lighting to LED and install a solar array. Mondo's New Union Brewery was approved for a rooftop solar array. Old Capital Foods was approved to install a high energy efficiency um, HVAC system. PNG Oral-B was approved um, to replace uh, an air compressor with a Atlas Copco variable speed drive compressor. And United Natural Foods was approved to uh, also upgrade their interior lighting to LED. So those are the seven projects um, that have been approved through that program so far. The Iowa City Business Partnership EcoSmart Series is moving along. The next one is scheduled for August 10th, and that topic uh, is going to be water conservation that they'll discuss uh, during that one. Our Climate Action Network Awards um, the news, the news release went out. We're accepting applications for that now. If you know of businesses um, that you think would be a great fit, and please encourage them to apply or share uh, with others. Those will be those applications will be accepted through August 13th. Um, Grow Solar, uh, Lynn and Johnson County hit a big milestone in June. Um, they reached uh, their first milestone, which is 50 kilowatts, and that basically results in discounts for the participants. Um, Becky's involved in that as well. Um, and Sarah did want to note that the solar feasibility survey results indicated really widespread support for this program, so that's good to hear, just based on some initial feedback. Uh, the Climate Fest is scheduled for September 20th to 25th. I imagine that we'll talk about this much more um, in the next couple of meetings, but I'll just briefly run through what we have planned for the week. So Monday and Tuesday will feature um, some virtual options. Uh, we're gonna ask climate ambassadors to speak a little bit about the climate action plan, um, have some lunch and learn opportunities. On Wednesday, we have got the screening rights secured for the Falconer. In your packet, there's a link to the trailer for that. It looks really cool. Um, we have applications for a climate mural gone out to be painted um, by, with the help of community volunteers for Thursday. That will be happening um, alongside the Bike Library's Repair Fair. Um, on Friday, we're planning kind of a family-oriented celebration to have more uh, activities for um, kids and families, um, maybe something exciting like a band. Um, our EV car show is registered with National Drive Electric Week on Saturday, and um, Sarah and I have begun working um, 
to contact community and partner organizations to um, see if they'd like to participate uh, in any days of the events, have a, a table booth or participate in any other way. Um, energy efficiency building projects. So our Taylor Drive project and the one that was uh, the Elevation Home Builders project. Um, uh, the solar panel is being installed at the Taylor Drive project uh, in July now, so coming up. And then for both projects, they were featured in the Parade of Homes and we had some flyers uh, that I'll pass around for you to look at that just highlighted some of the um, energy efficient features in the homes. Climate action grants, um, we awarded those, um, and I'll kind of run through the list again of what those awards were. So we awarded two solar installations at Shelter House and DVIP um, for some ener energy efficiency improvements at the Bike Library, Deerfield Commons, and Johnson County Clean Energy District, and then an adaptation and resilience planning effort by the Multicultural Development Center of Iowa and A&W Sustainable Planning and Outreach. The EV readiness um, planning is complete, so that, pl that plan is completed. It's on the city's website. You can see it there. Next, uh, the steering committee will just meet quarterly to continue to move that conversation forward. Um, at our equity working group in May, we had um, a presentation on the GIS carbon management decision support tool. Um, that was a cool demonstration. And in terms of ongoing projects, just the one thing I'll update you on is our Green Iowa AmeriCorps team. We had a successful site visit in April, so we've been um, reapproved for a 21-22 energy and community team. And we've already added three members in May, and we are underway with recruitments and interviews for, for the 21-22 team. Just a quick question on that item. Um, yeah. I saw in the notes that the home energy audits had also commenced, recomm or recommenced. Is, those are the in-person ones where they're actually going into the homes? And Yep, okay. yep, that's correct. Great. Okay. Um, next, I just kind of wanted to talk a little bit about staffing in the Climate Action Office. Um, I know there have been some conversations about it, so I'll just kind of recap how, where we're at right now. So as you know, um, after COVID hit, uh, various positions across the city were frozen um, due to financial uncertainties, and, and we weren't sure what, what the financial impact was going to be. So in the Climate Action Office, um, one of those positions was the Climate Action Analyst. At that time, we had the coordinator role filled, um, and interviews for the engagement specialist were underway. Um, then again, as you know, in June, I believe, 2020, um, Brenda announced her retirement unexpectedly. Um, and at that time, the staff determined that they would um, move forward with just filling the analyst at that time instead of the coordinator. Um, so when we filled the analyst, uh, it, it didn't last as long as we had hoped or planned, um, but we're working to fill that right, right quickly, right away. So we're in the process of those interviews now. Um, I hope that we'll be in a position to make an offer maybe next week or the following week. Um, and then after that, I think it's just a matter of having that position in place for a few months, kind of assessing what their strengths are and assessing what else, um, what we kind of see a need for in the office and what skill sets we hope that a coordinator would have. But uh, like I mentioned at the last meeting, our plan still is to uh, hopefully go out for that coordinator in the fall and have the office fully staffed by the end of 21. 
So I appreciate your patience. I know there's been a lot of unexpected <laughs> delays and, and staffing turnover in a, in a global pandemic, but um, the good news is that it looks like full staffing is on the horizon. So. And I th another just clarification, the, emi the emissions um, analysis, that's on hold until the analyst position is filled. Is that correct? The emissions update? Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Um, Rachel, this is Becky. So I'm sorry, we, we can mostly hear you guys pretty well, but um, so sorry if I missed this, but I just want to make sure I heard clearly. So you're definitely going to be, once, once the analyst position is filled, then you'll be moving ahead to advertise the climate action coordinator with the goal to have it filled by September, or you would be um, just announcing that it's an open position in September? Yep, I, I think our, our tentative timeline right now would that would be that we post that position sometime in the fall. Uh, I don't know if I said September, but we would try to post that sometime in the fall and then um, go through the normal process from there. Okay, no, I just see that there's, you know, given the original, you know, what's stated in the action plan about the original staffing that was hoped by July 1st of last year that the three positions would have been filled. And now, you know, there's, only bit, there's not really been a period of time where all three positions are filled. It just seems important yes, that as soon as we can get all three positions working together, that would be wonderful because there's just so much to do. Agreed. <laughs> and, and Rachel, thank you very much for your clarification on that. Thank you for your report. Thank you for your hard work. You have a lot of balls in the air and we appreciate very much uh, your uh, Diverse capabilities, mm -hmm. much appreciated. I just, uh, as a sidelight, went through the uh, Climate Ambassador Training Program and got my little pin and thought it was a spectacular program. I really fired up about the way it was conducted and was uh, saddened to learn that it's kind of on hold partly because, not solely, but partly because uh, there are a lot of uh, commitments on everybody's part because we don't have these positions filled. And that's one, one area that I think once we get another coordinator, it uh, will be very helpful to, to restart, not that it has to be restarted, but we're, we're not bringing any more cohorts in for the ambassador training program right now. So I would hope that that program can continue. Uh, my cohort was uh, much smarter than I am, and I was uh, really encouraged to see how aggressive they were and how engaged they became very quickly. And the predecessors to them and the original cohorts are just doing a bang-up job of doing exactly what we hoped that position would do. And I hate to see it lose any momentum and I know it's it's not just the lack of the coordinator that's caused it being on, on hold for a short period of time. And at the same time, I, I would hope that that, uh, that would kick off again fairly soon, but probably not till fall, because we all have a, a lot going on, as, as, you, as you well know. But, and again, thank you very much for what you're doing. Item six, old business. Discussion of updated residential incentive programs for energy efficiency. I believe we're waiting for the analysts to be hired before we can discuss that. Is that correct? Is that, is that 
kind of on hold at the moment. Um, yeah, first first point I will mention is you might want to just note for the minutes that Stratus joined us. Um, but other than that, you're welcome to talk about it now. Um, we haven't talked about it as staff much internally, I will say, for the climate analyst position. We did use that as the, the writing prompt. So we asked our candidates to um, kind of propose a, a, pro, a, a rebate program, and we got some really interesting responses. So um, that's, that's my only update there. But you're welcome to talk about it otherwise if you have further thoughts. I really don't, and, and I don't think we can go much further until we have an analyst. Is, is that correct? Yeah, it'll be it'll be a priority project okay, for the good. analyst for sure. And you mentioned Stratus. I forgot to mention when I was taking role that uh, Eric Tate uh, we expected would not be here, so that's definitely an excused absence. I don't know about others. You may be aware of others that announced that they couldn't be here and would be in that excused category. New business. Item A, request for commission members to be on review panel for climate action at work awards. So do you have a comment to make about that? Uh, like I mentioned in the staff updates, uh, the we'll, application window will close on August 13th and then we'll have a review team to kind of review and decide. So we're just hoping that a member of the Climate Action Commission can be a part of that review team. I did tell Sarah I would be interested. Sounds like Megan is. Okay, Megan's interested. And uh, if anyone else, I don't want to put anybody on the spot right now, but if you have an interest, uh, we'd, we'd appreciate very much someone stepping up and uh, getting involved in that. Any sense of the timing involved, Rachel? Um, typically, it's just a couple hour commitment. So after they close on August 13th, I would imagine maybe the week after or so, a couple of hours to kind of meet with the rest of the re review team and discuss the applications and make a decision. Okay, very good. Item B, ARPA input for city council. Uh, so this item, um, as you all, some of you may know, uh, the city is receiving about $18.3 million through the American Rescue Plan Act. Um, there is guidance from the U.S. Treasury associated with how we can use these funds, but all in all, um, it's, it's pretty broad. Um, so uh, the city has launched kind of its first phase of public input and outreach. We imagine that that input and outreach will be ongoing because we can um, obligate these funds through December of 2024. But for this in initial phase, one of our strategies was um, to invite board and commission, city boards and commissions to uh, submit any ideas they may have. Um, so you, in your agenda packet, you saw a letter uh, from me that invited you to do so if you're interested. Um, there are a couple of ways you can do so, which are outlined in that letter. We have an online survey. We have an email address um, that you could submit your written ideas to. Um, so as a commission, you can elect to do so, to submit your ideas individually. Um, and identify if you want that you're a member of the boarding commission or if the group decides to, you can um, get together and draft a letter um, and identify as a commission or not. 
Um, so a couple of ways, but we want we wanted you to be aware of the, fun, the funds that are coming through and invite you to share your ideas if you have some. The U.S. Treasury guidance does outline um, a few eligible uses that would be particularly relevant to this commission. So I jotted down a couple here that they specifically mention um, projects to reduce energy projects that reduce the energy required to treat um, water, wastewater, drinking water, um, projects that would conserve, reduce, or reuse water, green infrastructure projects, weatherization specifically for low-income households, um, projects that would improve natural, natural disaster resiliency, rain gardens with water storage or filtration abilities, and green streets are just a couple listed in the, in the U.S. Treasury's guidance. So, um, it's up to the commission how or if you want to respond. If you want to do a formal letter, probably need a couple volunteers. Otherwise, can elect to do so. In your opinion, what would the timing, ideal timing be on that? How soon would we need to write a letter if we're going to do so? Yeah, so the timing, uh, like I mentioned, it's probably going to be kind of an ongoing effort to collect ideas, but this initial phase that we're trying to get some ideas to city council is through August 15th. So if if you're able to get something in by August 15th, that will go in the summary of input to city council in early at the first meeting in September. Otherwise, um, if you submit ideas after that, at some point it'll filter up to them. I just don't know the timeline on that. So if we waited till the August commission meeting, would that be too late to submit a letter? No, not at all. Would it be of any value for members of this commission to take the assessment just so we have a better sense of uh, take the survey? Yeah, it's a pretty brief survey. It's just two questions. So it asks you to rank uh, your priorities of some eligible uses like assistance to household, assistance to businesses, that kind of thing. And then the second is just an open-ended, what are your ideas for suggested uses? And in your opinion, where do you see the most synergies between the existing city's climate action plan and some of the options? You mentioned one I, or two of them. Are there any that really, really are close overlaps? Um, yeah, overlaps between some of the eligible uses in the Climate Action Plan is probably going to mostly fall in that resiliency and preparing for natural disasters and um, weatherization for low-income households. John, I might suggest that um, you know between now and the next commission meeting, it might be good for working groups to even have discussions about that. I mean, I'm just thinking in particular because the infrastructure portion might relate well to the buildings working group that that's certainly an area that we would want to just have a good group discussion around it and see if there's recommendations either from the group or if individuals want to make their own that's fine too but it might be a good way to help promote more discussion how uh, formal do we need to make this do we need a motion or do we just agree that uh, the working groups will uh, get involved in this and report back by next meeting relative to what our thoughts are. Well, we can, I mean, we can certainly have discussion now, too, but I, it just seemed like it, it made a lot of sense to me to, to um, suggest that to the working groups over the next month. I don't think you would need a motion for that. I wouldn't think, would you? No. no. Okay. So noted. Any other comment from members? 
I agree with Matt. I think it should be working group. Okay. I think it's a great opportunity, something that we should definitely take full advantage of. So <laughs> certainly looking forward to hearing the recommendations. And uh, again, just a suggestion, I, I think it would behoove all of us just to take the survey, particularly since it's uh, relatively short. How Do you have any sense of uh, the feedback on the uh, response to the survey thus far? I haven't actually dived in and taken a look at it. Um, I was out this weekend at the diversity market doing some person-to-person -person outreach, so that was good and we got some great ideas, but I haven't looked at the survey results yet. Anything we're missing, Rachel, on this? Nope. Sounds like the the working group will the working groups will discuss and and bring ideas back for the August meeting. Very good. So, item C: discussion of equity toolkit review by Liz. Um, so, Liz was uh, our intern. Um, through uh, the university that we had for a couple of months. And one of the projects that she was working on, uh, mostly with Ashley, was um, the creation of this kind of fillable uh, equity toolkit, if you will. Um, so I, I understand from conversations with Sarah that maybe uh, Becky had initiated this concept and uh, Liz maybe took it just a step further to refine and, and make it um, kind of a checklist format. So please correct me if, if I portray that inaccurately. Um, so in your, in your packet, there was the blank form and then um, Liz went through and just did some, did a couple of example actions just to see what challenges she ran into. Um, just a couple of things she noted is that um, if this toolkit is to be used, um, it would behoove the commission to have a conversation about when it would be most effective, at what stage would using this be most effective? Is it the early planning stage or waiting a little bit until you have more details about the proposal or the climate action, how you would operationalize it, and then just as always how to kind of differentiate those disproportionate impacts. Um, differentiate, I mean, uh, like for whether a climate action would generate in a negative impact or whether um, it just simply leaves people out or causes um, or has additional barriers um, to accessing the program or um, so it's up to the commission how as to how what next steps you would want to take with this um, if if you want to assign it to a working group to to work through through it or just kind of have it in your back pocket for future programs that run through well i've got some fairly strong feelings about timing when beginning mid end the answer to that is yes <laughs> i think uh thoughts anyone well i was going to say it seems like a, a document like that or a, a, an assessment is something that could be more of a living document for each of the projects it seems like you would want to start it at the beginning and then as you build more detail then you know, reassess or fill in additional portions of it as you go. I mean, it, some of the questions are related to, you know, as you as you discover barriers, noting those and, and how you might, uh, you know, um, work to um, overcome those. And so, and then also as you identify new stakeholders, right? I could imagine that you would you would want to to continue that uh, development of 
of the uh, document. So it seems like it's a, it's more of a, it is a tool to help facilitate that, the uh, that process. So do you, Rachel, do you know for a fact that the equity working group has looked at this toolkit? That I don't know if someone from the equity group is. Uh, I just joined. We since I've joined, we haven't looked at this particular tool. Yeah, I think I think my understanding. Uh, Liz just finished up her internship a couple weeks ago, so this is the first time it's coming before the commission. Okay. Well, I certainly want uh, Eric and e Equity uh, Working Group's input uh, on this. Who am I to say? Yeah, this is exactly perfect without hearing from them. Yeah, I, I agree. I think it would be a good document to go before the working group. And it's not exclusive for the equity working group. It's like ethics. We've had this discussion before. You know, we have ethics lectures and updates, you know, every 12 years or six months or whatever it happens to be. And I'm a big believer in talking about ethics on an ongoing basis, living document-wise, uh, to, to your point. And I see this as the same. We're all, all the working groups, in my opinion, and I'm just one member of this group, uh, equity is something we need to be thinking about constantly. So any tools that uh, will help us be more cognizant of falling into the trap of uh, being victimized by unintended consequences of the good that we're doing uh, would be greatly, uh, greatly uh, welcomed by all of us, I'm sure. I mean, I think, you know, as far as like how to use it, you know, I'm, I'm just trying to think operationally through it. And, and it seems like, um, at least to date, many of the programs that are in, under development are started by staff. And so it seems like the, that, that might be where it wants to start. And then as, you know, whether it be a working group or the commission members, you know, that are um, kind of reviewing the program or kind of the goals of the program, it would be useful then to have that document for any additional perspectives uh, to contribute to, um, you know, that pro that particular program. I think, you know, as sitting, you know, it's great to hit that we have so many programs in development right now are underway. And I think as a commission, it's hard to stay on top of all of them that are that are current going currently going. I mean, I think that's a that's a great problem to have. But I, I think sometimes we we get a little lost in exactly what is going on and and um, and the and potential impact. And so I think this is a, tool, a useful tool for us to be able to to understand that a little bit deeper. I I found looking through those, I mean, each one was is a little long. I would say that ideally it wouldn't necessarily be as long, but I think it's thorough, which is great. Um, and so even just reading through the example ones that were provided, provided a lot more insight into these things that I had no idea of yet. So I found it very useful. My only personal concern is whether or not we need to be more specific about its mandatory use as opposed to saying we want to use it all the time, we want to use it uh, for every project, et cetera, et cetera, without being more specific about a sign-off. Anyone have a sense of whether there should be a, a mandatory required sign-off at the beginning, at the middle, at the end? Uh, we trust one another to do this on an ongoing basis because we know it's just good business practice. Uh, thoughts, anyone? 
I'm sure Eric would have some thoughts. Were he here? I, I don't want to do all the talking, but I guess I would I would think that again I, I would use it as a tool. So you know, it, if you're going to use something as a tool, I would use it consistently. So it just seems like as you're starting a new program, it's something you would want the people directly involved with the to start. So. So is it a tool if we need it, or is it a it's is it a tool that's on a checklist that we always agree to uh, adhere to? Well, it's also a communication tool, right? I mean, you're it's a it's a it's something to use to help in development, but it's also a communication tool for other people. Yeah. So yeah, that's what that's how I found it most helpful. <laughs> so any other thoughts, discussion-wise? Yeah, Rachel. So how do you see it as a staff person? I mean, is that something we can talk about in the commission? When because you're more central right now, we haven't seen the. Yeah, you see, you're asking how, how I see it being used. When, when you, cause you're you've more you're more involved in the origination of the document, and as you've discussed it, obviously that had to come up, and so how how have staff seen this document? I think along the same lines of of what your conversation has been today, which is when we uh, talk about launching a new project or program. Um, we talk about equity, but not always in the same way or um, the same considerations. So just having something cons consistent to review and kind of work through it and make sure we're we're not just taking an ad hoc approach to, to everything. Um, but I also agree that it, it to be most effective, it needs to be kind of a living working tool, um, not just at the beginning of the planning stage. Yeah, I think that um, you know you could like to John's point, you, you could make it part of a checklist. That doesn't necessarily mean it has more gravitas in the decision-making process. People are just kind of checking a box, right? And it can be reflexive. So it's the intent of the kind of people who work for the city or on the commission or doing these things to consider equity. And that's you can't mandate that people care about these issues in a certain way. But if they do, it's a good tool to have to remind you of what you already have committed to doing. And so I don't need to feel like we need to make people stare at the paper and check a list to say they did it. Um, but it is important that it's available and is there, in my opinion. So it's a tool. The question is, is the tool always used? Does everyone use the tool? And uh, I, I, I'm not smart enough to uh, to know whether it should be dictated, demanded, required, dated, signed, but I would hate to have a fine tool that people didn't use. Uh, my early life came out of naval aviation and we had checklists and uh, those were tools. If you didn't use them, uh, uh, there was a high high likelihood that uh, you wouldn't uh, you wouldn't be licensed, so to speak, if you didn't follow the rules and use the checklist. So uh, I don't I don't have the answer to this. I just want to make sure if it's a really good tool that we're all educated on it and we we use it appropriately. Uh, and I don't know whether that's a requirement or it's just. An announcement that here's the tool, it's available, use it if you want, use it at all times. I don't know. I'd say it seems to me if you just kind of left it at 
casually you use it whenever you want you're not going to feel the full effect of the document like it's never really going to do what it was truly meant to do so it seems to me that you would have to use it regularly so on everything so and how does that become enculturated how's that become part of the way we operate because that's really the own the end goal in my opinion it's, it's part of the culture it shouldn't be that five years from now hopefully we don't even have to think about equity it's just it's just the way we've grown to operate it's it's our it's our culture how do we how do we make it become part of our culture how do we ensure that it's part of our culture well as a commission we can always be asking for it <laughs> yeah. i mean i think I think if we don't see something, we see a new program starting up, that's going to be a natural question that I have is, you know, have, has this, have we used the toolkit for this? And I'd, I'd like to see these things. And so as a commission, we can, uh, I mean, staff and commission can hold each other accountable in those ways, too. So. Thank you. Any, any other thoughts, comments? It's, it's a significant topic and it's related uh, very closely to uh, item D uh, presentation of the equity report and uh, my first question about the equity report is and I already know the answer but it was my first question until I asked the question uh, did the equity committee have some input and were they aware of the report and uh, I heard that the equity committee has been involved in, in the equity report uh, we we've read through it um this was a couple months ago i believe we gave a little bit of feedback um and sarah took that it was very general it was like a couple of little edits that didn't really matter um like too much we we're like you you could do this if you wanted to uh do you have our notes on that I, I don't have them in I front of me. I didn't see them in the packet. Um, but there were two little um, edits, general edits. I remember. I can't remember specifically what they are. But. Yeah, and I think it had more to do with, like, organizational restructuring. So the intent yeah. of the document was a little bit clearer. Yeah, I think you're right. But generally, the working group thought it was a, a good piece of work, just made minor suggestions. You have to help me with this. Uh, Diane Platt was involved with this? Yep. <laughs> and that, in my, from what I heard, gave it tremendous credibility, your involvement. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you for your efforts. Any other comments on uh, the equity report? The commission's comfortable with it, then the next step is that it would be sent on to city council. Okay. And I'm sorry, how do we determine if the commission's okay with it? We would, I guess, take a motion to accept it. Okay. We all comfortable enough that we know enough about it to do that? 
So is, is that the motion to accept the, the equity report? Do we have a first? Yeah. I'll first. Okay. And second? Uh, I'll second the motion to accept the report. Uh, any discussion? All in favor? Aye. 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 Opposed? Aye. Carries. So, item E, updates on working groups. And we've seen all the reports in the uh, packet. So, uh, buildings. So this is Becky. Uh, the building we weren't able to meet, so our meeting will be later this month. Very good. It, one, just one thing on the buildings, the um, and it's related to the earlier topic that's I think kind of on hold, the old business. But um, uh, I know I appreciated seeing the uh, the buildings working group had put together a kind of a document of our review and comments of the incentive program and so uh, I was happy to see the the responses back from the, the staff so I appreciate those thank you so outreach I told Sarah that I would call on Matt since he wasn't here for the last outreach meeting. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess it falls on you, John. <laughs> and I, I think uh, pretty much like everything that outreach has been working on and discussed, uh, Rachel discussed early on. Uh, so I don't think there's any any additions to to that. Equity Hill is the only. Uh, Member here right now, so no, no updates. Okay. And adaptation. We didn't meet. <laughs> I can share an update for the adaptation working group. Sarah was approached by a group of students um, through Iowa State University, and they're interested in working. Um, with the adaptation working group to conduct a gap analysis of the adaptation portion of our climate action and adaptation plan. Um, so just a heads up that, that will, that's in the works. Hey, item eight, recap of actionable items for commission working groups and staff. Rachel? Um, I don't know how actionable these are. Um, the one follow-up I, I have is um, to, to forward the equity report on to City Council. We didn't make a decision at the beginning of the meeting if, if we want um, our September or August meeting to um, have cause impact present. Um, so I guess we'll coordinate that after the meeting. Um, that's all. Am I missing anything? Any other thoughts on actionable items? Anyone? Well, just the working group review of the working groups to review the uh, uh, funds, use of the funds. Yeah, and, and perhaps each of us taking the survey if we yes. have time to do that. There's nothing here about dates of next meeting. Do we uh, know the dates of the next meeting, the location? and 
time. Um, the date of the next meeting will be August 2nd, 3.30 p.m. and um, we'll, we'll figure out a location if you don't wanna meet here. And uh, just me, I was I was surprised when we were seated in this uh, format that's standard for this room. Most of us came here early on before we were a committee, before we were a commission, and I think it's a. Uh, a little more workable when we're sitting around a table. Uh, and any thoughts about? Yes, please. Yes, please. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is, this is somewhat miserable. Yeah, this is a, this is a little bit a little bit strange. So I, I would strongly suggest, and sounds like um, I have a hundred percent agreement sure. yeah. among the commission members that uh, we have a, a format, a venue, uh, a seating arrangement that lends itself more toward face-to-face, uh, -face rolling up our sleeves and, uh, and getting work done. I uh, felt a little audacious sitting in the mayor's chair here today. It seems a, a bit strange. Great fun. <laughs> I'll write it in my diary, dear diary. I <laughs> played king for the day, so. And it's uh, my understanding that uh, from this point on, unless unless we go backwards relative to the pandemic, uh, we're we're meeting face to face. So somebody can let us know uh, what the availability of rooms is for that August uh, August second. Yep, we'll do that. Uh, item nine is adjournment. Before I suggest that we have a motion, any other topics that anyone wants to bring up? I would only suggest that there's a lot going on with the present administration and a lot going on globally that supports everything that we're doing. And to me, that's, uh, that's kind of fun that uh, we're not uh, putting great emphasis on all the items on the Iowa City Climate Action and Adaptation Plan that uh, people don't get. It's kind of fun to see the news and see people talking about what we're doing in Iowa City uh, beyond Iowa City, beyond the state of Iowa, beyond the United States, and it makes me feel like maybe I'm uh, investing my time and efforts and energy uh, appropriately. Kind of fun. Do we have a motion for adjournment? I move to adjourn. Second. I second. All in favor, any discussion? You would like to discuss this? <laughs> All in favor? Aye. Aye. Opposed? Aye. 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 Boom.